Hi, welcome to Otaku American. This is Mikey Fresh here. I'm here with my guest, Jazz Wonder, and I'm also here doing an interview with. I'm here with Kwanzaa, the writer and co-creator of Black. How are you doing, Kwanzaa? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I'm pretty doing good, man. Pretty, pretty good, good. Pretty good. So, um, like, what's the name of it for the, for the listening audience? Like, what is the? Uh, how did you start the project? How did it come about? What's the name of the project for everybody to know? Uh, well, the name of the project is uh, Black, and it's a graphic novel that we launched on Kickstarter February 1st. Um, we basically presented it under the premise of what, you know, what if only Black people had superpowers? Um, it's a concept I came up with about 10 years ago, but I sort of like put on the shelf while I was pursuing my career at DC Comics as an, as an editor. And you know, recently just you know reconsidered it and thought like you know it's time to put that idea out there and see if people are actually receptive to it. And it, it seems like they have been. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Now I have uh, a f- now I'm aware that how I came about your project was I'm a, a frequent uh, I guess you could say donator uh, mm-hmm. of funds to Kickstarter. So I uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I saw. I'm actually one of the people who donated to your uh, to your Kickstarter uh, to Black. Um, well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was just I looked on there and I saw because as a person who's always on Kickstarter, I've noticed there's a lot of different things that come out all the time, and a lot of times it's always the same kind of stuff going on over and over. Mm-hmm. And then your concept was so, to me, was so original that I was like, I had to back it. Um, I noticed that your goal was a certain amount of money and you've already surpassed that goal. Uh, Is there, like, why did you choose Kickstarter as opposed to anything else on, like, Indiegogo or something like that? Well, I I really like Kickstarter as a platform. I think, you know, things like Indiegogo are are great platforms as well, but I felt that Kickstarter had the right level of visibility, especially in the comics market. And, you know, they they really, you know, have been champions for projects like this. And I wanted to get black in front of as many people as possible. And I thought that was the best way to go. Yeah, I did enjoy, I thought it was uh, entertaining the, uh, because for those people who are not aware, Kickstarter is a crowdfunding uh, website. Uh, a lot of times, when someone has a project that they want to, uh, they want to basically uh, talk about or they want to push onto uh, Kickstarter, they usually have a video. And it was your video was, you know, it was it was informational and it was humorous to some extent. And I think it was humorous <laughs> only in the fact that I I'm I'm a, I've met Carrie uh, Randolph a couple times and his response to uh, why he got in was to me that was entertaining so how long have you known uh being that he works for dc you mentioned that you work as an editor on dc how long have you mm-hmm. known carry uh randolph and also the other person uh tim uh, uh i've known tim and Kari and jamal uh essentially my pretty much my entire career in comics so i started out as an intern at marvel and sort of like worked my way up uh into a you know associate editor position before I left there, um, and just you know being part of that industry, like meet different people at events and uh, comic cons and stuff. So you know when when you're not just a minority in like U.S. society, but also within like an 
industry you know you tend to gravitate towards people who kind of look like you yeah 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 yeah. um and uh, kari and i really bonded because even when i even by the time i you know got to dc uh years later people would you know, still, they would confuse us for each other. Now, now, Kari and I don't look anything alike. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. You <laughs> but, guys don't look anything alike. Yeah. <laughs> but that's sort of reflective of, you know, why we, you know, pursued creating something like Black because, you know, it, it's an industry that has a certain view, a certain aesthetic. And, you know, without, you know, trying to make it sound like I'm pointing like any fingers or anything, you know, that aesthetic is tends to be white male. And, you know, the things that stem out of that are that, you know, you get the same kind of stories, you get the same kind of characters. And what we really saw with, you know, the idea of black and why I think like Kari and Jamal and Tim, you know, jumped on board as I approached them about the idea was that you know, this is something that doesn't exist, you know, in the industry. I mean, you could, I've, I've had people ask me, it's like, well, don't you think that I, you know, if somebody did that with another concept, like if somebody put out an idea, if only white people had superpowers, don't you think that would be sort of like, you know, you know, wrong or anything. And I said like, well, that's what the industry has been for like the last 75 years in case you haven't been paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the entire X-Men lineup, the entire Fantastic Four, like the Justice League, it's like, that's the way it has been. So I, I, I think it's, it's, you know, in terms of like just comics, like it's definitely something unique and that hasn't existed before. And, you know, just in terms of concept and that, you know, comics have often leaned on the idea that, you know, these characters are outsiders or they were allegories for racism in real life. But, you know, in the context of the book, you know, Wolverine's not getting pulled over because he has a nice car. Yeah. Chris Rock is, you know, <laughs> so it's like to, to align these things in that way, it just, you know, it starts to get a little weak in comparison to the real issues that people are facing. So I thought, why not take that science fiction concept of, you know, superpowers and how that can alienate people and apply it to a real life issue that we're still struggling with today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in that case, how do you feel about when they take traditional characters because I know they've been doing this for years with characters who are initially of uh, color and converting them into a white character or or whatever or vice versa but lately they've been changing characters who are uh, of Caucasian descent to actual African American uh, characters or other uh, people of color so how do you feel on that I, uh, you know, I appreciate the effort and I, and I think, you know, it signals and yeah, I, I, we're talking about Marvel in particular in yes. this case, I assume. Um, I, I think it signals like, you know, changing perceptions with, within that industry, but at the same time, you know, it's, these aren't characters who have their own agency or their own origins. They're not original. They're not, like, you know, when Milestone emerged, those were all original characters with yes. their own origins and their own mythos. You know, so to me, even though, you know, there's, there's something to be applauded by it, you know, there, it's more of a commercial move, I think. Yeah. And, and driven by a consumer market, then it's really driven by, you know, that intrinsic need to tell these stories about, you know, from the perspectives of these different cultures. And that's not to say, again, that it, you know, it isn't altruistic in, in some respect, but, you know, I work in marketing and I know that the, you know, fastest growing consumer markets are Hispanic, Black, and Asian in that order. So if you want to make money, you need to start appealing to these groups. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of an easy win to just say like, okay, well, Spider-Man, there's a black Spider-Man too, or there's a black Captain America too. And it's like, yeah, that's great. But that's, at least for me, wasn't really, you know, fitting the bill. It wasn't really, you know, bringing to life these different perspectives 
perspectives. And you can kind of see that as well in the writers, you know, who are doing those stories. You know, I, I think any writer with their salt is going to do their research. But, you know, all the writers, like a lot of the writers are Caucasian. So they're writing these things from these perspectives where, you know, you you have this external context of context of race that you're you know using to market this but then internally it really doesn't have any value so when you look at somebody like captain america being uh, uh sam wilson being captain america that's not the same thing as barack obama being president of the united states <laughs> exactly <laughs> like they don't they don't i don't i don't think they have the they understand the concept con, concept of like when i was when i was little reading the comic books like Similar to like what you said, like when you met your um, one of your partners at, at in the office, it's kind of like you bonded because you know you figured like oh guys you know we look the same and it's when we're in a minority for like a better word. When I was little, you know, if I saw anybody of a person of color in the comic book, I automatically was like I smiled and I was happy because there was somebody that looked like me. You know what I mean? Like they don't. Yeah. I don't think they understand that they don't understand it. They don't. They don't care to understand that. You know, like you said, in a sea that or. In a sea of white people, you know, what I mean, if, if you if you're other, if you see anybody that looks remotely like you, you know, what I mean, that that connection of seeing like, oh my God, this person looks like me, remotely. Looks yeah, like you me. know what? I'll, I'll I'll say that like I don't even know if it's like a don't care thing. I just think it's like it's not in their purview. Like why? Like if you if you think of you know like a, what's been a traditional editorial group at a major publisher, and you know if it's you know a table of five white guys you're not gonna they're all gonna have like a similar approach or a similar perception and they're gonna bring characters forth who are gonna reflect like what they know in life so that's why you're gonna get like the billionaire industrial industrialist tony stark or the egotistical god like thor or the you know nerdy like scientists like bruce banner and then like the soldier like captain america but then when you look at those black characters and i'll say that my reaction to them isn't the same as yours like i don't look at john stewart and say like, oh, that guy's me. I look at John Stewart and say like, really? Is that the guy I'm supposed to identify with just because you threw him in to be the black guy? Like, I don't like John Stewart. He sucks. <laughs> Give I, me no, a good no, character. I, I agree with you. <laughs> you know? I agree with you. But what I'm saying is like, if I was. It's like being thirsty to the point where you know. Okay, I see. Yeah, two trees. You know what I'm saying? You're thirsty so much. Give me something. Even, even if you don't like the character, you still like want to bond with them just because you see somebody that looks like you. You don't. You don't even have to like them. It's just like right. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God! I finally find I finally saw somebody that looks some something like me. I agree right. with and you. You don't have to actually like them, but that, yeah, that's and, part that of I, the and that I understand. I mean, but and I think that's kind of what they, you know, what's being played on right now, where it's just sort of like, you know, oh, we're we're diversifying, and it's like, well, you know, I, I'd rather you know see a guy who's got you know a little bit more of his own backstory. So to me, it's like you know, elevate those characters like Luke Cage and Black Panther. The guys who are just like there was there was no Black Panther before. There was no Luke Cage before. This is me. This is who I am. This is where I come from. You know, I, I think those have like a richer origins to to draw from than simply giving somebody else the other guy's costume and saying like, here, wear my old clothes and go be me. <laughs> <laughs> All very, right. very, very poignant yeah. point. Um, what are your plans for diversity for for the um? For the book, like I mean, like how far are you gonna go? Are you gonna go, you know? Part of the diversity that I want to present, because you know, in the current market, you know, we tend to get these characters who are just sort of like very two-dimensional or like fill-in characters. I really wanted to be. I really wanted to show the diversity and the depth of Black culture. You know, because even within with, within that culture, there's so many differences of like 
perception and action and like you know music and things that we're into. I didn't. I wanted people to actually see you know a, a, a black cast where it was just as diverse as any other like lineup of you know superheroes or super characters. So that's one of my objectives. But the story overall is just about like you know human nature and like who we are as as a species. You know, I just tell it through this like one like through this perspective. So when when you came about with the concept of uh, black, is there anything mm-hmm. that's like uh, because the concept is so different from a lot of what's already out there? What are some of your influences in regards to uh, comics or even other media outlets? I think my one of my biggest influences was uh, Dwayne McDuffie, who was one of the founders of Milestone Media. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a kid in high school, uh, I just graduated. He was, you know, that was a when he launched Milestone, that was the first time it even occurred to me. I was like, oh, yeah, right. There aren't that, there aren't that many characters of, you know, different ethnicities and colors. And it kind of opened my eyes to what was missing from the industry. So he, you know, and hit the path that he carved out for, you know, creators of color was just like had such a huge impact on me. And so even when I became a professional, you know, I tried very hard to bring in different ideas and different concepts. So when I came over to DC and helped launch their web imprint, Zuda, you know, I made extra effort to bring in those different voices. So one of our lead books was Bayou, which, you know, takes place in New Orleans and like, you know, um, the segregated South. And it's this sort of Alice in Wonderland, like fantasy story written by Jeremy Love. You know, I went and sought out Jeremy as talent, but I think, you know, that was because, you know, I was driven by that, by my experiences and my, and my perception. So, you know, that was one major influence. Another influence on, you know, my style is, is manga. I really love it as a, as a medium because, you know, it always plays with weird and interesting ideas. So manga's always had a huge influence on what I do because they're not a, they, they don't have like one genre that they explore. They explore lots of different genres, you know, and, and lots of different weird and strange concepts. And that's, you know, something that really interests me. So you were, you would refer to your project as being more of a comic and less a manga, correct? I would, I would refer to it more as a graphic novel or a sci-fi story. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it gets the label you know, like superheroes because I use the word superpowers in it, which yeah. you know, is, is fair. Um, but I, I think of it more of just as a graphic novel. But it definitely has manga influence. Yeah, because I'm a, uh, as the name suggests, I'm a heavy manga, anime, podcast, everything else. So I kind of guessed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny because I always have to explain to people what otaku actually means over and over again. So it's, it, it's manga and anime has gotten a little more mainstream, but it's still kind of a niche market almost, right. at least in the states. So yeah, um, yeah. I got into it because I, I went to I, li- I went to school in Japan for like a year and attended oh. university there and that's like when i really got deep into it because you know that's what comics were there yeah <laughs> so. yeah I, I would venture to say it's almost like it's comics but it's like because the way like comics in the states is more in my opinion is still more of a niche market it's a, there's a lot of people who do enjoy it and there are a lot of movies and everything that come out with it but in japan it seems like it's like on a different kind of level so. Well, I think because there it's more culturally acceptable and it's yeah. more diverse. So they're telling a lot of, you know, different 
uh, stories so that they can appeal to like the widest audience where when you come to the States, yes, we're starting to see a lot more variety and the independent market is, is, is growing a lot, especially in the last few years. Um, you know, superheroes are great, but uh, that's, that's a genre. It shouldn't be the thing that's dominating the entire market. There's more interesting and, and various stories to be told. And, and I like, and I like that that's shifting. I like that, you know, you know, years from now, we'll, we'll have a lot more diversity, not just of like character, but of content. Mm-hmm. So speaking of uh, the market as a whole, uh, is there anybody that you're like, aside from black, of course, is there anyone that you're kind of like looking into or you're enjoying currently? Uh, enjoying currently, I've really been enjoying a lot of the work of Brian K. Vaughn, so I definitely like Saga. I'm very into Paper Girls. It's so bizarre and weird. Like, I'm just sort of reading it because I want to understand what the heck's going on. So he, he has, and, and I mean that sincerely, like, every issue I read, I'm like, I have no idea where, where this story's going, but that's what's intriguing about it. Yeah. Um, so I, I've been reading a lot of, like, image stuff lately simply because, you know, it, it scratches that storytelling itch. You know, you pick up a superhero comic, you kind of know what you're going to get. It's like, hey, there's a bad guy and the good guy's got to punch him in the face and then we're done, right? Okay, yeah. great. You know, whereas, you know, something like Saga has a, a lot more meat and texture to it and characters to explore and, and, and a different sort of pacing. You know, it's not it's not always, you know, the, the, this climactic battle. You know, it, it kind of starts to become one note in that sense. So, yeah, that uh, Zodiac Star Force is another one I've been reading. Um I'm, I'm an 80s kid, so I even yeah. read like Jim and the Holograms. <laughs> it's like like that's, those those things are kind of kind of my jam. Yeah, yeah. I know for me personally, uh, a lot of the manga and things of that nature. Um, oh yeah, I mean, of course I read manga. Like, you know, I was, I, uh, I am still a huge Naruto fan. I've been saving the uh, latest Naruto Ninja Storm game as my treat to myself once this campaign is done. <laughs> it's funny. It's, <laughs> That's when I'll let myself it, play. It, it's, it's funny you say that because I like I'm one of the few people I guess who still have a PlayStation Vita, so I've been playing uh, J Stars uh, Victory Plus on yeah. that uh, on that uh, console. I used to have it on the PS4, but I end up instead got it on the uh, on um, the Vita. It's like one of the few games I have on Vita. That. I think you can play that if you just like save it on your SIM card. I think you can pull that over to like a PS TV. Yeah, you probably play it in there. But, but who, unless you live in Japan, who really has that? But I, I have one. <laughs> you have one. <laughs> you can tell by how you said it. He was yeah. like, I have one. Well, no, uh, dude. I, like, guys, I have a wife. You know, so it's like if I want to play video games and she's watching on the other TV, I gotta go in the other room. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's why. That's why I I liked the concept of the Nintendo Wii, but they just Wii U, but they just didn't pull it off in my yeah. to my liking at least. But yeah. um, on that note, uh, so like you said, you play games. So what games have you been playing recently? Uh, recently, I I really been into like indie games as well. So I've been playing um, what do you call it? Uh, I'm drawing a blank right now on it. I can't remember the name. That's yeah. so weird. I oh, the fall. The fall is something I've been playing. It's a really weird kind of like sci-fi game side scroller. Mm-hmm. I've really been enjoying that. Um, I was I, one of my favorite games of all time is a costume quest, and uh, yeah. I played I played every Halloween. Like that's what I do on Halloween is I play yeah. costume quest. Um, uh, I also just downloaded Gravity Rush, which I've been itching to play. It's an amazing concept for a game. It's really really cool. 
Um, and then, of course, you know, like traditional stuff. Like, I can't wait for Street Fighter V. Um, I, I also play DC Online. That's kind of like one of my... That's the only online RPG I play. Like, if we're going to play this, I'm going to play superheroes. So, uh, I play that. I just recently started playing uh, a game that came out in, like, 2012. Uh, uh-huh. Fantasy Star Online 2. And that's only because the animation had came out. The anime version had come out this coming winter. Oh, really? Yeah, the, and I was enjoying, you know, it's like I had in a prior, it, pretty much two uh, two uh, shows um, before this one, we uh, talked, my brother and I usually do a show together, and he was talking about that, that anime, and I started watching the anime, and I used to play the game back in the day on the Dreamcast. So Me too. I was, so I was like, oh man, I have to download it. But the problem is it doesn't come out in the States. It's not a Western release game. So I have to uh, play it on my PC and yeah. do all the Japanese stuff. So right. a lot of times it's just me skipping through stuff because I don't read <laughs> Japanese that well. So it's, <laughs> so I just get to the play, playing the game part. But I'm having fun so far. I just started. So, cool, cool. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't know that game even was still going on. So it's cool yeah, it's a free. They what? It's a free MMO that's mm-hmm. uh, only out in the states, not uh, in Japan. And it just, I guess, within the last year or so, it got released to uh, Southern Asian markets. So that's pretty freaking cool. It's like uh, they, I believe, they had it's, you know, you know, in Japan, they uh, it's like addition special uh, new. Uh, uh, variant on the game and everything, so it's still oh, going yeah. strong, you know, three four years after the fact. But that's I, pretty cool. I, I'm I'm hoping it comes out in the states, so I don't have to keep like skipping over stuff that should be important. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, back to back to black. How 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 like how often are you guys are gonna release? Make it have a release? Is it gonna be a a one shot book or is it gonna be monthly, quarterly? So the, the, that's been the question I've been getting a lot lately. So my my intention was, you know, to put out this first book um, with – I'm not a big fan of serials like and periodicals just because I don't want to bore my audience, you know, or like wear them out with like this continual ongoing story. But people who said they wanted to see more content. So I have been putting in mind doing – you know, some smaller series and one-offs and stuff like that to, you know, tell other aspects of the story. So one of our stretch goals at 65,000 uh, is to um, do a free uh, mobile comic on uh, line webtoon and VR social media channels that sort of details the uh, secret history of how black people uh, have been expressing these superpowers over the centuries. So it's sort of a diary of one of the main characters in the story spanning from like the 15th century up until modern times. Okay. So uh, th- are, are, are they going to be like, uh, like backstory, like not backstories, uh, origin stories for the characters? How many, uh, characters, how many characters are there going to be main characters? Are they going to be? Uh, that's a good question because, you know, people also ask me like, who are the like villains and who are the good guys? And I, you know, said like, nobody's really the good guy or the villain in the story. Cause if you think about your own life, do you have any like enemies or do you like see any like real villains in the world who aren't like, you know, yes. world dictators and stuff, you know, I mean yes. like, yes, like, I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, 
But I mean, like, enemies like Magneto, like, every day you're seeing this guy, I'm like, man, you! <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, on that note, no, I don't, no. But, yeah, so, so uh, the, the story is really about, like, you know, in this situation, like, how do people deal with it? You know, how do people deal with the concept of, you know, only black people having superpowers? It's, it's complicated and a little bit, and it's not black and white, you know, to use a pun. Um, you know, it, it has a lot of, you know, human textures to it that, uh, that the characters are going to explore. But I would say that, like, the, the main cast of characters is probably somewhere around, like, uh, 15, um, with a whole whole slew of other characters that, are, that will appear in the story. So I think in terms of exploring them, it'll depend on, like, you know, who who resonates the most with people like you know I'm, I'm very much you know on social media and stuff so if people want to know more about a particular character then i'll consider you know trying to tell their story okay um if if, if, if there's ever opportunity for you to uh expand for like animation movies or you know netflix or anything like that would you would you guys take that take that route or no Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing, you know, um, doing something as a book is my favorite format because I feel like it's the most accessible for people and you can like, you know, share it with other people. It can sit in the bookstore and be, you know, read and enjoyed in, in one sitting. But, you know, there's definitely a lot more story to black that, you know, is lying underneath. So if those opportunities, you know, showed themselves, I wouldn't say no to them. Well, here's a, here's a, here's a real good question. Well, in my mind, for the, for the, for the, for the audience. Um, like, do you have what? What advice do you would you give to any expiring writers, creators, drawers, illustrators? Um, if you really want to learn the you know, like learn the craft and break into the industry, one I would say you know go to conventions and you know talk to artists and writers, see if you can you know establish a relationship with them. Maybe they'll you know even take you under their wing and stuff. But really, it's just you know I came up through the industry by you know interning. At Marvel, um, and then later on, like years, I was hired by DC, and I was hired by Marvel straight from my internship. So I went straight from college to Marvel. Um, that's the best way to break in, and I would definitely say, you know, in in the effort to help them diversify their their staff or be more inclusive, you know, people of color who are interested in this should apply to their internship programs, you know, and 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 learn what's going on there, learn how to like, be creators themselves. But also to just make stuff yourself. You know, part of the reason why I went to Kickstarter is because, you know, nowadays it's it's so much easier to get your story out there. It's so much easier to do things yourself. Like technology has empowered us to, you know, do great things and for people to be able to see them. So, you know, in some respect, aside from just learning the craft and understanding the business, you know, you have all of the tools and power right now to just tell a story you want to tell. Yeah. So here's uh are you gonna like I know me personally I've gone and done the the con market um are you gonna be at any of the cons that are coming up or any of the major ones like maybe C2E2 New York Comic Con or San Diego yeah I love C2E2 now and the the two times I had gone when I was working at DC were great um I haven't personally planned uh, to do any shows but now now that i'm in the mix of all this i, I feel like i i need to <laughs> yeah but you know like kari and jamal and dem like you know they're they they attend those shows and stuff so we'll we'll have a presence there in some form or other because i know i've met kari uh at, i believe i met him at new york comic-con i might have met him at c2e2 because i've gone mm-hmm. to new york comic-con of course being in the new york area uh 
and I've gone to C2E2 for the first time last year. So I met a lot of different. It's it's interesting going to different places because you know you when you live in a region and you just go to the same region, you see some of the same people over and over again. And yes. And it's best like I feel, especially regardless if you're like a podcaster, a writer, or anything else, or even just a fan, going to another region's con is definitely a different kind of experience and you meet a lot of people that you know you would normally not have met anyway i guess you could say that with pretty much anything but you know no i agree with that 100 percent, and and uh and i hope to be able to you know attend some cons especially once the book is you know out in a physical product like i'd, I'd definitely like to have it available for people to you know pick up and enjoy and discuss so when do you think the turnaround, Do you have you looked at maybe the logistics of when the book should be uh, roughly coming out? Absolutely. Or? I mean, our, our plan has always been to have the, the full book out by the end of the year. By the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not, I kind of asked that for, as a podcaster, but I'm also a little more vested than a podcaster. So, <laughs> Definitely <yeah>. understand. <laughs> well, that's why... I'm making my return. <laughs> exactly. I was like, well, that's a well, because I know. When is the well, deadline for uh, your Kickstarter uh, campaign? The uh, deadline is uh, February 29th, so we're running all during Black History Month. And yes, that was on purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, I did. I could. I kind of figured it probably was on purpose. Um, but uh, but yeah. So that's always been the plan, and like you know, when we're gonna do digital releases as well. So you know, you will be able to get the story, you know, as it's coming out, and then also have the physical book in your hands as well. That's why we included them in the you know in each of the tiers for rewards. We wanted to make sure that people also had a digital version because I'm very into digital. I just always have been. Now, how much? I, I guess maybe not necessarily backing, but more so uh, support. Do you have with since you've worked at DC, or currently work still work at DC? How much support do you have necessarily for this project? Whether it's colleagues or oh, I don't work at DC anymore. I haven't worked oh, yeah. there in years. No, I haven't. I haven't worked there in like about three years. Um, as far as colleagues go, um, you know the the people who I know who I've you know, like made friendships with and you know have established it as colleagues have been supportive but i wouldn't say that like the larger industry has particularly acknowledged it <laughs> yeah, yeah. but that's you know again that's that that's again like pointing to that like you know empty space that they they haven't been able to quite you know get a, get a read on and you know if people are going to leave that money on the table i'm going to take it of yeah, course agree. i mean plus, on, top, on top of the fact that the content alone is going to make them feel some you know feel some kind of way but i mean like you said, I mean, it, that allows you to have that lane. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing, too, is like, you know, the, the concept itself is what you bring to it. When you ask the question, what if only black people had superpowers? I think, you know, what happens in most people's mind is, is different depending on who you are. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's something that uh, it's, a, it's more or less even the topic of discussion that would normally not play out. So. Right. And that's what the book explores. It's like, how does this play out? You know, it's it, it's it it'll be the answer to that question that it poses. Uh, you you pointed out earlier. I think you said you were in Japan for you studied in Japan for a year. Yes. Uh, what I mean, how under what circumstances? Like your family's out there, military background. No, it was a foreign exchange uh, oh, okay. a program that I signed up for when I was in my um, junior year of college. So, yeah, it was a sister school kind of thing. So they sent students to my school. I went to their school and I lived in the dorms there for a year. And 
for for that amount of time, I probably got kind of good at Japanese, and now I've forgotten it all. Well, not all of it. I still I can still understand it, but yeah, yeah speaking and writing is a little tough for me. Yeah, there's different dialects and things of that nature. Oh yeah, like when it comes to dialects, I only I only understand like Tokyo Japanese. Like I can't I can't even understand like old people or you know Nagano when you go up like to the north. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. I have, I have friends who are Japanese and they don't understand their family, so yeah, <laughs> so it's it's neither here nor there really. But uh, uh, it, since you were in Japan for that year, did you notice like was there some sort of because I've seen on YouTube and different types of media outlets when African Americans or even other nationalities or uh, ethnic groups go to Japan, um, was there some sort of like did you feel as though there was like maybe a, a, a difference necessarily in the way they treated you as opposed to your uh, being in a, in the states itself? Absolutely, but I think more of it stems from being an American versus yeah. being an African American. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also because you know uh, Japan has a very Western filtered view of you know other countries in the same way that we have a stupid American view of like everything else going on in the world. <laughs> Um, So, you know, the thing that I actually found refreshing about Japan was that even though they had some like pretty off depictions that came from like, you know, the 1920s of of black people, like ultimately it made sense to me that, you know, I stuck out or that I was unique there. It's like, of course, because like here, yeah, I am like the only brown person within like 100 square mile. (laughs) Like like, it's totally legitimate, but nobody ever approached me in a way that was like, um, discriminatory or, or hateful and even when it was it was just like well look you're 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 a singular culture it's homogeneous like you know japanese culture here like i don't expect that i'm going to be you know immediately you know integrated into you know this society and, and that's fair it's when you come home and see that like i'm a new yorker so it's like whenever I, whenever i've been faced with anything that was even like slightly like you know bigoted or like discriminatory in new york I, i'm always i'm always a bit more surprised because i'm like like, how do you, like, we're, we're just all here together in this city on top of each other all the time. Like, wh- how do you preserve that sort of, like, worldview? But, again, humans are, humans are strange creatures. <laughs> Definitely strange creatures. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, to kind of end the show, where can people reach you? And uh, aside from Kickstarter, is there any other uh, crowdsourcing that you're uh, doing or just straight donations? Uh, no, we, we're, we're pretty focused on Kickstarter. And now that, like, you know, we, we hit our funding goal and we're, like, aiming for those stretch goals, like, that's where you can find us. And, uh, like, our Kickstarter URL is, like, kck.st forward slash black. It's uh, fairly easy to find now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to hit me up, like, on social media, like, you know, I'm at Black Superpowers or at, uh, at Kwanzer. Yeah, yeah. I saw it's funny because I saw at I saw Kwanzaa and I was like, that's gotta be you. So Well, usually I try to get I try to get Kwanzaa on social media channels, but there's this dude named Kwanzaa Smith who's been beating me to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's a race. So Yeah. It was nice talking to you, uh everything. I hope everything uh well, as of right now, you know, you've already accomplished your goal for uh Kickstarter. So I'll be looking yeah. forward to the uh project coming out. And any future uh, endeavors that you guys are uh, doing. Absolutely. And just, you know, just a reminder to everyone out there, like this book is a limited edition Kickstarter only book. Like 
you will get this if you participate in the Kickstarter, and after that, we're burning it. There won't be another copy exactly like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So this is yeah. exclusive to uh, Kickstarter. 100% exclusive. So oh. if you don't get in on this now, people... Oh, yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm donating instead of finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm donating <laughs> right now. <laughs> right, like, that's how you create a, a collector's item, guys. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But uh, you have a great day. Thanks for uh, spending some time talking to us about, you know. Yeah, man, Absolutely. And thank you guys for having me on the show. I appreciate it. No problem, man. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I-, I look forward to hearing this again when you guys uh, post it. Yes. No problem.